Welcome to another edition of the Go Knows Podcast. I'm your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not a insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me and my opinion. Other information comes from the internet. Today is August 3rd, 2020. I got about five different segments here for this episode. I hope you enjoy it. Lead off segment for this episode is entitled Hardest Jobs to Make a Living At. And I'm not saying I can't speak for all of society, but I'm just saying for me and my life, some of the hardest jobs I've had. It would have to be door to door salesman, telemarketer, and trying to think rural mail carrier mail carrier now door-to-door salesman now the funny thing is last month beginning of last month a kid was walking around doing door-to-door sales for alarm systems so up until that point i thought that the door-to-door salesman thing was pretty much done so when i seen him the first time he came i didn't talk to him the second time he came i was asleep i didn't talk to him he actually woke me up and then the third time i was leaving out for work and he actually came and i was sitting in my driveway um getting my uh music playlist right on the drive to work and he came and knocked on the window i was like this kid is really like determined and ferocious if he just gonna come and knock on my car i thought i was about to get robbed um but i had a similar job to that um when i was younger probably about his age i was selling encyclopedias never made a sale Never actually made it in someone's house. One of the hardest jobs I've ever had in my life. The hardest part is just getting someone to open the door. I mean, I actually had a couple of people open the door. And I got to, um, you know, at least get halfway through the, the spiel. Because you had a little uh, script that you had to to read. And it was just crazy. Second job, telemarketer. Um, I I used to work right. It's right around the same time that I was doing the door to door salesman crap. The, the telemarketing thing was actually better because um, back then people still had line landline phones. And the cell phone thing was just like in its infant stages. Like the whole smartphone thing and, uh, you know, just having a wireless phone was still pretty much in its infant stages. And um, so I was a telemarketer and I would call and get, I don't know, donations, pledges for this organization i don't want to name them because i don't want to get sued but um 
it was a law enforcement uh, one it was a wannabe law enforcement association you know one of those things that that they can join to get life insurance or a death benefit things of that nature and you know it's pretty good i'm not gonna lie um i was making like minimum wage but it was a hard job because you got hung up on a lot you got cussed out a lot um and this is when you know we knew police were still doing police brutality but they it wasn't being filmed if it was getting filmed like it is today, I don't think you could call around and make those pledges or get people to make those pledges. Um, so, and the funny thing is, is that and the, the Florida State tie-in to this is like, I was real cool with some of the guys I worked with. We went to uh, Tallahassee to watch the... Uh, NC State, North Carolina, or NC State, Florida State game, and <clears throat> they they made me drive on the way back, and I told them I was tired. I was like, bro, I'm tired. I can't drive. So, <laughs> coming up through Atlanta, I fell asleep at the wheel and almost killed everybody, but luckily, and this is what, <clears throat> this is how I the funny thing is, is when I was sleep driving, I was actually driving straight. And, you know, luckily there was like we were like the only car on the interstate. So when my boy woke up and he saw that I was asleep, he started yelling. So naturally I woke up and started swerving and we was doing 360s on the road. And luckily we didn't flip over, but. Um, God was with us that night, man. Um, this was 1997. Coming back from Tallahassee. Um, NC State versus Florida State. Um, last job, rural mail carrier. And this is really recent. This is like four years ago. Um, I tried it. It sucked. I had I bought a, a like a car to do the job. I was like fully invested. And the guy who was training me, we were um I just couldn't figure out the route. Like and then it took forever to separate the mail, bro. Like when he was training me, he could separate the mail in like 30 minutes. We're talking like a fucking oh, excuse me. We're talking like a basket like a laundry basket like uh like one of those industrial uh laundry baskets full of mail he could do all that in like 30 minutes it took me like four hours because you you go into this like this little booth and you put the mail in different slots and they were not like in numerical order they were like in street order and if you're not from that the city was Statesville, North Carolina. I wasn't from there. I didn't know those streets. If it was Charlotte, I could have figured it out. But um, needless to say that one day I just quit because <laughs> I was frustrated. And um, I went back into my previous line of work, which I won't say. 
But um, those are some of the hardest jobs that I've had to make a living at. All right, so let me know what you think about that segment. Um, next segment, learning how to do it yourself via YouTube. All right, so I've kind of slightly become a mechanic. Um, my car needed a new thermostat, and it's not really that hard, but I learned how to do that from YouTube. Um, basically, I just took my... Um, I had to get a ratchet set and basically it's just three little bolts you pop off um I had to drain the uh, radiator so I didn't get um antifreeze all over the driveway and we know how animals love antifreeze so I drained it popped those three little bolts out took the ther old thermostat out put the new one in cars back to um running like a gym and um i've learned how to cut my own hair via youtube um i've learned how to uh what else that's pretty much all i can think oh i learned how to uh change out the uh the um it's a pulley on my dryer for the belt that makes the drum spin I learned how to do that um, via YouTube I can't really think of anything else so yeah so YouTube is a resource man always has been so I love it alright so let me know what you think about those first two segments all right, and moving on to the Florida State stuff. First Florida State segment. Florida State needs some good luck. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, just the last three seasons, I mean, we've, we've, we've had some pretty bad luck, man. Um, Jimbo left. Then we, I mean, Jimbo's last season, we had the Hurricane... DeAndre Francois got knocked out in the Alabama game. I mean, it was just crazy. Um, you know, then we got Willie Taggart, you know, and then he pretty much sabotaged himself so he can get fired. And now we got Mike Norvell. He does the whole infamous George Floyd incident, uh, you know, lying about what he did for the team or whatever. Then Kalen LeBorn gets dismissed from the team. Um, we've had numerous upon numerous injuries. Um, we lost a lot of guys, you know, guys that could have been players for this team. Um, so we just need some good luck, man. And I um, just found out today that it's actually they're not gonna hand James Blackman the QB job. They're gonna they're gonna make him battle it out with the freshmen. So. Hey, it is what it is. I still think he's the best quarterback on the roster. But, you know, I guess they're going to make him earn it. So, it is what it is. Um, but either way, you know, we just need some um, we need some good luck, man. I think the defense is going to be better. Um, you know, we need to we need the man upstairs to to uh spread some light on these uh 
offensive linemen and hopefully get them to block better. And we'll see what happens. Um, so let me know what you think about that segment. Next segment, segment, can Florida State make ends meet? And when I say make ends meet, that means win games. Can they do what they need to do throughout the course of a game to win? I don't know yet. Um, the schedule has changed. You got 10 conference games and one non-conference game. I don't know who that one non-conference game is going to be. I mean, to me, you should just go ahead and play 12 conference games. You got 15 teams in the conference. So just, you know, just go ahead and play 12 games. I mean, um, I, yesterday's episode, I, I said go ahead and hand Clemson the the playoff berth, but their schedule is harder now because they're not playing like the Citadel and UNC Charlotte. They actually have to play all ACC teams. I don't think I don't think Dabo likes that. I think he would rather have cupcakes, a couple of cupcakes on the schedule, but he has played some hard teams throughout the years. I'll give him credit. But um, Florida State, um, I'm hoping that they can do what they need to do to make it um, throughout the, through this season and through these games to actually have a winning record and just go and get in the right direction. Okay? So let me know what you think about that segment. All right, final segment for this episode. Coaching expectations for Mike Novell. Um, I'm not expecting him to take this team to the playoff in year one. Like I said, many, many times on this podcast, year one expectations. Get this team to play hard for 60 minutes. Get this team to play fundamentally sound for 60 minutes. Get your team to buy in to what you're selling, period. If you can do those three things, I think I think year one you've you've accomplished a lot. Cause the last coach I think he couldn't he didn't accomplish any of those things. And um, you know it's just crazy that Odell Hagen's the last I don't know what three or two or three games he got that team to buy in. To what he was doing. That just that just shows you the power of a coach that can get guys to rally around him. Um, that's why I like him so much. Um, and I hope I, I applaud Mike Norvell for keeping him on the staff because I think that if you hadn't have kept him on the staff, you know, it would have been detrimental to this team because he's so well respected on that campus and in that locker room. Um, but, yeah, th- those are my expectations for um, Mike Norvell in year one. Um, initially, when he first got hired, I didn't want him. And, you know, it is what it is. He's he, he And then the, the, the George Floyd debacle, you know, made it even worse, but. I'm I'm pulling for the guy, man. I hope he comes in and has success. 
you know, um, cause I'm, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who the coach is. I'm still going to be a Florida state fan. So naturally I got to hope that he's successful in what he does. So my team can do well. So that's going to conclude this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. It's available on YouTube. It's available on all podcast platforms. Please wear a mask. Please social distance. Please be aware of your surroundings. And please do your research on flu and respiratory viruses. Please do your research on vitamins. And as always, go nose.